Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. The idea that case law should sit as an equivalent to legislative law. Don't talk to me about democracy. If you believe that case law is good enough, that the Supreme Court ruling on a case can create something that equates to something that goes through the arduous process of being proposed and sponsored. Did anyone see Capitol Bill on Capitol Hill? Am I too old? You know, I was riding the elevator. I was riding the elevator up here to the to the mothership that is Sirius XM, and there was a guy in the elevator, probably in his 20s, wearing what looked like vintage Air Jordans. And another guy got in wearing Air Jordans, and he goes, I forgot what he said, sick kicks, bro, or something like that. And I'm looking down, one guy's wearing the ones he looked like, looked like, ni- like 90s era Jordans, and the other guy was wearing the black and white ones that they put out. Now they're putting out like a reissue of the, I, when the guy left, I said to the guy riding the elevator with me, I said, I'm old enough, I'm old enough to remember the first Air Jordans. He goes, what was that, like 89? I'm like, no, it was 85, thank you. But yeah, I had the originals. And they looked ridiculous on me because in seventh grade I wore a size 13. That being said, I'm old enough. I've been around. The Democrats used to pretend the Supreme Court was unquestionable and above reproach. And now that case law, like Roe v. Wade, which is not legitimate, has been over to now the Supreme Court is this terrible, awful thing. But the arduous process, proposing legislation, sponsoring legislation, bringing it to a relevant committee, voting it on in committee, getting it out of committee, getting it on the floor, getting it passed in the House of Representatives, getting over to the Senate, open debate, filibuster, all this stuff. That's how law is made in this country. The Supreme Court, and when you hear, well, what about judicial review? Yes, if the, if the Congress of the United States, if the Congress of the United States were to pass a law saying, the now official religion of the United States is Christianity, and most specifically, this sect of Christianity. Pick one, if you will. It passed the House, passed the Senate, a president signed it into law. Like that. You'd be challenged in court. Now, that would be a violation of the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. If the Congress were to make a law respecting an establishment of religion, The Supreme Court would say, well, in the First Amendment, it says you can't do that, so we're going to overturn your law. Now, the Supreme Court couldn't come back and say, now, now, wait a second. We just don't like the religion you picked. We've decided that the United States will be a Muslim nation. The Supreme Court couldn't do that. They could not rule on a case. If there was a, in the future... If there were five Muslim Supreme Court justices, or at least two, and maybe some really woke leftists, and there was an imam that argued that the United States made some argument, doesn't matter if it's relevant or or well-founded, if he made his case to the Supreme Court that the United States should be a Muslim nation, and five judges agreed. Two or three Muslim judges and a couple of woke ones. Would that mean the United States is now 
a Muslim nation? Well, no, Andrew, the First Amendment says, well, it says Congress can't do that. It doesn't say the Supreme Court can't do it. Wait a second, but Article 1, Section 1 says all, not some, all legislation. So where in the Constitution does the power to create law reside within the courts? The answer, it doesn't. The answer is that it doesn't. You cannot find a line of text in the United States Constitution, Article 3 specifically, that grants the Supreme Court or any court, for that matter, to pass a law. All legislative powers herein granted shall be vested in a Congress of the United States, which shall consist of a Senate and House of Representatives. You tell me where case law exists there if all legislative powers, not some, not shared, not apportioned, all legislative powers herein granted shall be vested in a Congress of the United States. Where does case law reside? Where does it reside? I want an answer. And I don't want to undo everything since Marbury versus Madison. Well, I guess if we have to, I'm not asking you to tell me about Marbury versus Madison. I'm asking you to use your own two eyes and your brain and to pick up a copy of the Constitution, physical or online, and show me where the Supreme Court gets to create same-sex marriage or abortion or any of this stuff. You show it to me. I'll shut up. But now Remain in Mexico is gone. So the Democrats can get their way and they could flood this country with God knows who from God knows where. And they'll tell you, we can't really seal the border. I mean, sure, 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 we could read your emails. We could find you if you were in the Capitol. Do, do these illegals not have cell phones? You found everyone that was in Washington, D.C., January the 6th, 2021. You dispatched an army of Federal Bureau of Investigation agents to their homes. You found them like this. And Christopher Ray still to this day will not answer a direct question on how they did that. Mike Lee, Senator Mike Lee. Were you using geo-tracking technology? Well, I can't talk about it this time. Oh, okay. That means they were using geo-location technology. They were tracking people. This was not warrants signed on, signed on oath or affirmation. Maybe hotel records would tell you something. Maybe bank records if somebody used the ATM. These were all subpoenaed. The FBI knew where all these people were instantly. Got 20 million people, 20, 30 million, 40 million people. We don't even know. We've been saying 20 million people for the past 20 years. And that number, well, it's 11 to 20 million, Andrew. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's 11 to 20 million. 11 to 20 million, that was 20 years ago. You think we're static in that 11 to 20 million? Headline Axios. SCOTUS allows Biden to end remain in Mexico policy. Now, I will not be traveling to the Supreme Court to start a riot. The U.S. Supreme Court will allow President Biden to finally end the Trump-era Remain in Mexico policy, according to a a Thursday ruling. It's a major victory for the Biden administration. Why? Why is this a victory for the Biden administration? Why is the open border a victory for Democrats? That's something I want you to tell me. Why is this a victory? These are not citizens of this republic. Why is it a victory to not be able to secure the border? Because you know damn well why. Some of you... Some of you are, are a little skeptical, I think, of this affirmatively furthering fair housing thing. Because, really, we haven't, 
I've invested time in it, but as as a as a nation, we aren't really talking about it that much. And you don't hear a lot of conservatives talking about it. I'm telling you the two go hand in hand. So it says a major victory for the Biden administration, allowing it to follow on one of the president's uh, clearest campaign promises on immigration. However, the court is also sending the case back to a lower court to consider one of Biden administration's attempts at ending the program. For reasons explained, the government rescission of of MPP did not violate Section uh, 1225 of the INA, and the October 29 memoranda did not constitute final agency action, wrote Chief Justice John Roberts, who was joined by Justices Stephen Breyer, Lena King, and Brett Kavanaugh, and Sonia Sotomayor. Well, thank you. Thank you, uh, John Roberts, to be expected. Always count on John Roberts, right? So, this is a victory. Why is immigration unyielding, unending, open border immigration a promise? A, a, why would why would a presidential candidate promise that? The system is not broken. Let me let me say this quite clearly: the immigration system is not broken. That would be like saying, if uh, no, there is nothing like it because we don't owe anyone. No one is entitled to enter the United States. We don't owe the system any more resources. We don't owe it any more judges. We don't owe it anything. The idea that the demands of people around the world must be met by the immigration system. No, that's not how this works. The idea that so many people want to come here that the system can't keep up with it does not mean the system is broken. It means everywhere else sucks. You know, we should actually ask that question at the border. Does your country suck? No? Then why are you coming here? As a matter of fact, Ron DeSantis should start doing that at the border of Florida. Hey, does your state suck? Yeah. All right, come on in. You know, I, I love these, um, I love these uh, left-wing Democrats that were demanding everyone mask up and get vaccinated who quietly picked up and moved to Florida. And now they want to turn Florida into the hell they left behind. Like, Greg Abbott should have people standing at the border with Texas. Does your state suck? Yeah, we just got here from California. All right, come on in. No, actually, and then get out. We should actually make people sign a My Country Sucks document when they come to the United States border. No matter where you're from, my country, insert country, sucks. one 695 patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. Not just renouncing citizenship saying it sucks. Declare that your country sucks. <laughs> you say, well, Andrew, what about people coming from Israel? Well, they are a socialist nation. <laughs> just, 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 be, just because we believe in their right to exist, I don't want to live in Israel. <laughs> you know, I, might, I, I, I might visit some point in my life. I don't want to live there. Wynetic 695-PATRIOT-957-2874. All right, so let's, let's play it. Let's have a little fun. Here's from our friends at the Media Research Center. The media, the first defending the court, then uh, some old clips of, of them originally defending the court, you know, during the Obama years, and now delegitimizing the court because they don't like a ruling. Play cut five. Roberts defended an independent judiciary to the Associated Press saying, we do not have Obama judges or Trump judges, Bush judges or Clinton judges. And then he had that rebuke of President Trump saying there are no Obama judges, there are no Trump judges. We have the three Trump judges and uh, two, two different Bush judges uh, in this majority here. There is no way you can argue 
that the Supreme Court is now not just another partisan player. Trump accusing the judges of being biased, despite the fact that the Ninth Circuit judges were appointed by both Democratic and Republican presidents. Once you do this, this fast, with a bunch of new Trump appointees, the court's legitimacy is, quote, in question. Given President Trump's behavior has tried to undermine and delegitimize the court, a judge may say, you know, this president is different than other presidents. The unintended consequence, or maybe it's the intended consequence, is to undermine the legitimacy of the judiciary. There really is a, a lot of people who believe this is a rigged court. There are reasons for the court's legitimacy to be called into question. What is this sort of hyper-partisan decisions? What do they mean for the court's legitimacy? Hopefully, Donald Trump can have the discipline to let the court system play out instead of being an idiot and questioning the legitimacy of judges. Uh, we've heard for quite some time that expanding the court uh, would undermine the credibility of the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has done that already. So when they, when Trump was president and there was decisions that uh, he didn't like, he was, how dare him, uh, uh, he was undermining the court. Now they may issue a ruling that the left doesn't like and they're calling the court into a uh, question there, its legitimacy. This is so entirely predictable. And really, this is the history of now forget tomorrow. This is how it works. Don't, don't, don't remind us of what we said then. Just focus on what we're saying now. That's all that matters. Wine 695 Patriot 957-2874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West on Sirius XM Patriot Channel 125.